Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. Lord, we love you tonight. Lord, we give you the glory and praise. What an awesome time in your presence. What an awesome time. Thank you for the ambience of your spirit. Thank you for your presence in this auditorium and in the nations of the world, in every home, in every family, in every living room, in every bedroom, in every office, in every space, that this word is being watched right now, even in people's vehicles parked somewhere. Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity, for this moment, for this hour of change and transformation. We want to thank you for what you are out to do tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for ignorance being damaged all over these places. Thank you, Father, for transformation taking place. Thank you for your voice that is coming forth like a roaring voice. Hallelujah. Thank you for your voice that will be heard. Thank you for your voice that will change and transform lives. Thank you for your voice that will be listened to by your children. We give you the glory and praise. We're trusting you for a life-changing, transforming moment tonight. We are trusting you for something new. We are trusting you for great and mighty things to take place. We give you the glory and praise. Thank you for your protection throughout this uh, pandemic. Thank you for your victorious right hand of righteousness. Thank you for things getting better. Thank you, Father, for helping us in this journey, day unto day, night unto night, moment unto moment, that you have been there as our God. If you had not been for us, if it had not been you that had been for us, where would we have been? Thank you, Father. We give you the glory and praise. Tonight, give us revelation from your word that will change and transform us forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. And the people of God said, Amen. Glory be to God. What a wonderful time to be here. Tonight, as I bring you God's word, it's such a great joy. It's with privilege and with all the passion within me ready to share with you the word of God, fresh revelation from heaven that I believe will change and transform your life forever. Thank you for the opportunity of bringing us to your various homes, to your houses, all over the world, all over West Africa. We thank God for you. In Europe, we thank God for your lives. I'm not proud, I can't mention every country right now. In America, we thank God for you. We thank God for you in the northern part of even Canada. British Columbia, uh, Calgary, we thank God for you for all those provinces that we have been watched. In Toronto, in the GTA area, we bless God for your life. If I forgot to mention where you are from, or oh, just forgive me, it's because of time. And also, of course, we want to celebrate our home church, members of this Niagara Peninsula uh, Cathedral of the Royal House. God bless you real good wherever you are, in Torrance, in St. Catharines, in Niagara Falls, Niagara on the Lake, uh, Welland, Ontario. We bless God for your life. Beamsfield, Grimsby, thank God for you. Amen. Amen. So you're welcome. Please prepare your home. Get ready. Get your Bibles. Get your writing materials for revelation is coming from God's word that will revolutionize your life forever. Today you are going to be of the better because God's word, the changing instrument, the transformation agent of God is coming into your very life at this junction. Anoint your word tonight and let Lord revelation be our portion in Jesus mighty name. Tonight is a Bible study and we have been having a series going on, a series on hearing God's voice, hearing the voice of God. Last week, I just want to do a quick review about the two previous series that we have taken. Uh, the first one, two weeks ago, we learned about the great unchanging basic requirement for an ongoing relationship with God from generation to generation, which we call dispensation, the way God deals with man at a particular time. We analyzed it, it's about seven dispensations till now, till date because the last dispensation we are in before the rapture, 
the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And we notice that in every dispensation, according to what we studied in God's word, that the voice of God had always been the basic unchanging requirement for an ongoing relationship with God. It's always about the voice of God, God's way of relating to men in every dispensation. One unchanging thing, dispensations change from level to level, from time to time, from period to period. But one thing that never changed is this unchanging basic requirement of relationship with God, which is to hear his voice. In every dispensation, hearing God's voice has always been the requirement to have a relationship with him. Jeremiah 7.23 summed it up. He said, obey my voice and I will be your God. You see, the basic requirement of this relationship has always been about the voice of God. In the New Testament, it did not change. When Jesus came, he said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. If you belong to him, he said we are his sheep and the people of his pasture. If we belong to him, one thing will be clear. We will hear the voice of God. And this brings us to a very important topic, crucial moment, because we know that is not the experience of most Christians, because the condition of the heart is not even there to hear the voice. How come believers are not hearing the voice of God the way they should hear God's voice? voice of God is our protection. The voice of God is our guide. The voice of God is that basic requirement of our relationship with him. But how comes uh, in sincerity, in honesty, in honesty, why are we not hearing the voice of God as we ought to hear? Some people think it's only pastors it's for to hear the voice of God. Some people think it's only those who are called to fivefold ministry or called into any ministry forever for, 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 to hear the voice of God. Some people think it's for ministers. No, it's for every child of God. And why aren't we hearing the voice of God? That's why we are hearing this. That's why we are having this series. For you to develop yourself in this basic unchanging requirement that you will not be left out. A lot of times we make mistakes. A lot of times we fall into error. A lot of times we fall into mistakes because we are not paying attention to the voice of God. He said, my, I know them. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And I know them. How, would they, how are they known? Because of the voice. And he said, the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. I pray for you. May you begin to hear the voice of God distinctly in the name of Jesus. Last week, we moved forward. We learned about the three distinctive features of hearing God's voice. We learned three features about the voice of God. Now, these things are important for us because I discovered in my little journey as a Christian that I've been working with God for over three decades now, in my little journey, I could say, I could comment that the reason why people are not hearing the voice of God the way they ought to is because they lack the teaching of it. It has almost become a guesswork in the body of Christ. Well, I feel this way. People are responding to feelings. I feel this way. I think this way. People are only responding to the way they think. What about that still small voice? What about the voice of God that we should always hear? He said in Psalm 19 verse 2, day unto day I utter a speech. Night unto night he shows knowledge. How come we are not hearing? If day unto day he utter a speech, he said waking my hair to hear. How come we are not hearing? I'm trusting God that through this series, through this teaching, which I believe you will hear again and again, it will make you sound and cultivate and develop the atmosphere and the ambience of hearing God's voice. So one of the things we learned about the voice of God, number one, we said it's personal. The voice of God is personal. Those are three distinctive features about the hearing God's voice. Number one is personal. Number two is intangible. And number three is in the present, in terms of time. Not past, not future, in the present. The voice of God is very personal. That we did last week. You can go over the notes. I won't be able to go over all those notes this morning. Praise God, or this evening rather. So we want to go to what we are in for today. 
uh, even though I wanted to do a preamble, but I'm very conscious of time, I wanted to share something unique with us, but maybe I'll do that next week. Praise God. So the topic before us today is, how can we hear God's voice? Pastor, we've heard you. You have said from generation to generation, it has been the basic requirement of an ongoing relationship with God. You have taught us about the, the distinctive features about the voice of God. But the question before us this evening is how? How, Pastor? How can we hear God's voice? I want to quickly take you through the scriptures in the New Testament. Turn your Bibles to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 4, verse number 9. And also we are going to read Mark chapter 4, verse 23. We'll read it simultaneously. Mark chapter 4, verse 9. He says, if anyone, and he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, he that had ears to hear, let him hear. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 23, he repeated it. Verse 23, Mark 4, verse 23. He said, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Now, Jesus in this place, he was not referring to the physical ears. Because these were a group of people hearing him. Multitudes, they were hearing him. But he was saying that he that has an ear, let him hear. Obviously, he was not talking about their physical ears. Because he wasn't talking to a group of people, a crowd that was deaf and dumb. So to say, those to speak, physically speaking. He was talking about the inner conditions of the heart. He was talking about the ear of the heart, the inner condition of the heart. We have to hear God with our heart. It's called a hearing heart. It's not, it's not, it's not our physical ears that hears the voice of God. It's in our inner heart. And there is a condition around the heart. The heart must have the right conditions before it can hear the voice of God. I will show you from the scripture. There is not every heart that can hear the heart. That's why he said, either has an ear, let him hear. He's not talking about the physical ears. He was talking about the inner ears. We have to hear God with our heart. It's called a hearing heart. Write it down. A hearing heart. A hearing heart. Again, I repeat myself, it's not with the physical ears that you hear God. It's the inner heart. We hear God with our heart. It's called a hearing heart. It's not every kind of heart. Now, the heart is not the physical heart that pumps blood. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm referring to your spirit man. Praise God. Your spirit man has ears as your physical man, as your physical part has ears. There's a real you on the inside of you. That's your spirit man. That spirit man has ears. Praise God. For example, Solomon. Solomon, God asked him a very vital question in Gibeon. When he was going to take the leadership of the people of Israel. Solomon was being given the task of leading God's great people. And Solomon did something that the Bible refers to was pleasing to God. God was so happy with his request. In 1 Kings chapter 3, we'll see this. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5. And be ready to also project 1 Kings chapter 3 from verses 7 to 10. We will start with 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night. And God asked... Ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I shall give thee. I know I've given you the assignment, but you ask. What do you want me to give you? And the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 7 to 10, as I begin to read, it says, And now, the Lord, and now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. I lack guidance. I'm not skilled enough. I can't do this job, in short. 
if I don't have divine assistance. I can't go this way unless I have divine assistance. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. These are great people, great task in front of great people. Verse 9, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. Underline that word in your scripture. Give me an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? Who is able to judge them? Praise God. So he asked for a discerning heart. Another translation says a listening heart. He knew he couldn't handle the task unless he had divine assistance. The Bible reports after, if you read on, it says that the Lord was pleased. God was happy. God was happy. The Lord was pleased. The Hebrew language, the Hebrew language for a hearing, the Hebrew language for a discerning heart is a hearing heart. A hearing heart. A heart that hears. A heart that hears. So God gave it to Solomon because he asked for it. I want to ask you a question. Let me ask you. Have you even asked God for a hearing heart? Have you ever asked God? God gave it to Solomon because God can give people hearing hearts. I'm trusting God that today, as you ask of him, he will give you a hearing heart, a listening heart, in the name of Jesus. It's with the heart you hear God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to make all the difference in your Christianity. Oh, I, I wish that the body of Christ will pursue this with everything within them. Do you know that when you hear God's voice, all striving cease? Do you know when you hear God's voice, is the end of every danger? When you hear God's voice, do you know everything is taken care of? We are in a generation, we can't even hear God's voice for our day. We can't hear God's voice for our journey. We can't hear God's voice for our children. We can't hear God's voice even for our career, our businesses, our finances. Are we paying the price to hear his voice? Do we know how important his voice is over our lives and destiny? We have taken this thing too casually. We have not put priority on hearing God's voice. When people are about to do, make decisions, they don't hear God. So many things during this pandemic, before it came, I was asked, oh, what about this? What about that? What? I, was, I haven't heard God. No wonder I didn't hear him because it won't take place anyway. Praise God. Why? Why don't we take our time to hear God? It's with the heart you hear him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to make all the difference in your life. I'm trusting him. Once again, I pray for you. With your heart, you will begin to hear God like never before. In the name of Jesus. It's not with your external ears. As we want to hear with this external ear. No, it's your heart. There is a hear in your heart that can hear him. Amen. Proverbs 4.23, I was explaining the other day that the door to our heart is like a safe where we keep valuable things, where we don't allow strangers. I was talking to you about a voice, a voice, a safe that was developed some time ago that can only respond to voice recognition of an individual. If you remember the last episode, I was teaching you on this. That is the way our heart should be. Sensitive to only the voice of God that can open the door of our heart. No wonder the word of God says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Let your life, let your heart be the only door the only door of your heart, let it be the only voice of God that opens it. Praise God. 
Your heart is like a safe. It's more precious. And I'm trusting God that he will do a miracle for you today. Amen. I just want to talk about the flip side, the opposite. That when we don't hear God, when, when, when we don't take this thing seriously, what we will suffer for is spiritual deafness. Spiritual deafness. And Jesus Christ described spiritual deafness. He had said, we, as his children, we should hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. John 10, 27. We should hear. But what of when we are not hearing? That's what spiritual deafness. Speaking but not hearing. Like in this atmosphere now, there's 99.5 FM. There are different radio frequencies in the air. You cannot hear them and nobody will hear them unless you tune your radio to it. That's how we are. We need to tune ourselves, cultivate ourselves to hearing voice, God's voice. Because day on today, he will speak. There is no day that God, according to the word of God, will not speak. Amen. It might not be what we want to hear, but he will speak. Praise God. Matthew 13, 13 to 15. Let's look at spiritual deafness. Jesus said, okay, therefore speak I to them in parables. Because they see, they see not. In hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. And in them is filled, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, by hearing, ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing, ye shall see, and not perceive. Verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross. That's serious. In another translation, I say they become a calloused heart. And their ears are dull of hearing. For their eyes, they have, it has been closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and they should be converted and I should heal them. Very serious condition. Spiritual deafness. Jesus said those who could not understand his parables that they are deaf. They cannot see and they cannot hear. The heart has become a callast. It has become hard. Hard to hear. Inward deafness. Inwardly deaf. Does, what does it mean to be a callast? What does it mean to be inwardly deaf? Does not respond to sensitivity. They are not sensitive in the spirit. Always the flesh rules them. The eyes, the physical eyes, the physical nose, the physical ears, the physical mouth, that is what rules. No sensitivity in the realm of a spirit. The Bible says, if your heart is not a sensitive one, you can't hear God. That's what he's saying here. You, there is an ambience you create around your heart. He said, guard your heart with all diligence. Some people's heart is polluted. You can't hear. Some people's hearts are not in the right condition. You won't hear. It's not God is not speaking, but you, you can't hear. He's speaking. He's committed to speaking. But we won't hear. Praise God. Inwardly deaf, does not respond. He's not sensitive to the things of God. Psalm 95, verses 7 to 8, he spoke concerning Israel. For 40 years, he was angry with a particular generation. And God swore that they would never enter his rest. Why? Why do many of God's people wander like these people who are wandering in the wilderness? Why? They have not yet heard God's voice. That's why you are wondering. When you see yourself wandering all around, wandering, 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 no direction, no nothing, you haven't heard God's voice. You hear God every day. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's so exciting to hear the voice of God. 
He's, he's excited. He's great. Praise God. It's one of the validities of your Christian, of your Christianity that you shouldn't joke with. Amen. The most important thing in your life. Let's quickly read Psalm 95, 7 to 8. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. As in the day of provocation. As in the day of temptation in the wilderness. You see, he's referring to those people for 40 years. He said, don't harden your heart. You see, it's the condition of heart. You can see God again speaking here that you must put your heart in the right condition to hear his voice. For example, some people think when they are hungry, they will hear God's voice. That's a wrong condition. Even a priest in the scripture was mad at a king. And when the other king pleaded, he said, Get me the effort. Get me the ministry. Because he had to change the condition of his heart. He can't hear God in that condition. And what did the prophet do eventually? Though he was gifted, anointed, but he couldn't hear him at that state. Because the Bible says, even in James, he said, anger does not walk the righteousness of God. They are not in right standing with him at that time. But these are conditions believers take flippantly. They are not taken properly. You are angry at something. The Bible says, don't let. Hey, do not allow the sun to go down on your anger. Look, anger is put for a moment. Suspend it. Take it out. Why? It disturbs you. If you value hearing God, you will part with anger. Even, yeah, we are human beings, we do get angry, but don't embrace it. Don't be married with it for weeks. You know what is costing you when you put yourself in that condition of your heart? It's costing you vital information you should know. Vital information you should hear. God spoke. He said day unto day is committed. Night unto night is committed. He's going to speak. And he's speaking, but you can't pick the frequency of his voice. Why? You embraced anger. You, have, you embraced malice. You embraced the things that will keep on keeping the work of the enemy going. Things that should be far away from your tabernacle. Praise God. I hope you are hearing. Don't let your heart be hard. Don't let it become a hardened heart. Don't give opportunity to have a calloused heart. Those kind of hearts, you have suspended the voice from being hard in your life. You need to prepare the condition of your heart to hear. And it must be at that state at all times so you can hear. When people are telling you, oh, I love that brother, he doesn't get angry, or I love that sister, she's always easy don't let them overpraise you. It's simply because it's your covenant duty and responsibility to hear God every time. If I participate in all those things, I won't hear God. A callous and hardened heart, don't hear. It's a hear that doesn't hurt. We must cultivate the heart that is sensitive to God's voice. Blind people, I mean, people who are blind, legally, generally, I, I, love, I love what I see in their sensitivity, the things they have developed. When a blind person wants to read, there's, there's a finger, there are some knots, there are some holes uh, in, in, in the pages that has been punched. And, and if somebody like me should put my hands on those pages, I cannot... Uh, I cannot, I can't be that sensitive. But you see, people who are legally blind, they, they have been so conditioned, so sensitive to that finger. When they put it on what they are reading, they, they can pick it, they pick it. That's the kind of sensitivity we need also, to be sensitive to pick things. Praise God. To be sensitive to pick things spiritually. That's what it means to be sensitive. That, I mean, that's the illustration I can bring forth today about sensitivity. 
And this is our key to our real blessing. <laughs> Hearing God's voice is the key. That when it's the key to our real blessing, cultivate a sensitive heart. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. I want you to take this confession as from tonight. I will make a conscious effort to be more sensitive in my heart like never before. I will cultivate a sensitive heart. Praise the It's the ultimate in this kingdom. It called to cultivate a sensitive heart to hear God's voice. You are ever ready to hear his voice. You can pick his frequency. Women can bear witness to this. When your husband listens, gives you a listening heart, how you feel. It's very important that we understand these things, that we pay attention to it. Sensitive heart. And I'm going to share tonight quickly four sensitive requirements to achieve this kind of heart. It's a requirement. When you, when you remember these four things, you will cultivate your heart constantly to make sure your heart is in that position to listen because God will always speak. He will always speak. Next week, I don't think I can get to that this week, but I'll show you the pattern son, the example Jesus left for us and how it was prophesied concerning Jesus that these are the distinctive characteristics of him because of the voice of God. There were things Jesus did. Because he could, how did he make it through the cross? How did he make that journey? Because oh, he can hear the voice of God. Why did you think Jesus was forgiving people that would have made him call the thousand angels to come and set himself free? Because he shows that his heart can remain sensitive to God. It's a crucial time. It's a crucial hour. And when the presence of God left him, he even knew. He cried. He said, why hast thou forsaken me? That's how painful it is for the pattern son to leave his father for the first time. Very painful. I don't know whether it pains you when you don't hear God's voice in a day. You should get to that point that you are that sensitive. That a day went by, 24 hours, I did not hear God. Ah, have I backslidden? Do I need to do more? Do I need to, to go, go on fasting straight away? Let the voice of God be precious to you. So let's quickly go over these four sensitive requirements to achieve this kind of heart. I hope you have been blessed today. I hope God is giving you uh, 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 revelations to, to step into the next realm that you ought to. We said in the beginning of the year, that is one thing that is going to characterize this year. We'll be hearers of God's voice. And this, what a, what a period also that we are learning this, that the whole society is going through a semi-shutdown, so to speak, so that to give you time, ambience, to slow down, the noisy environment to be quiet, so that you can condition your heart, build your heart, challenge yourself, to a heart that hears. So let's quickly go over these four sensitive requirements. Number one and two. I will take them two by two together. The first one is attention and humility. Attention and humility. Attention and humility. It's stated several times in the Bible, but especially in the book of Proverbs. That was the man, Proverbs was written by a king called Solomon, who was one of the people living in the old covenant with, with, the, with the fact that he was under the shadow, the ministration of the shadow, not the glory that we are in. He distinguished himself, he had God. And no wonder he had a lot to say about hearing God. Number one, attention and humility. He stated several times in the Bible, especially in the book of Proverbs, like I said earlier, Proverbs 4.20. Proverbs 4.20. Let's quickly see that. My son, attend to my words. Attend is saying attention. Pay attention to it. 
Can you see attention there? Then he says, incline thine ears. What does it mean to incline your ears? It means bow down your ears to hear. Bowing down is a sign of humility. Coming down. God, I can't go, I can't go, I can't move an inch from this place if you don't speak. Not that I know it all. Not that I know what to do. No, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a, a, a you got to bow. You got to, you see, it's a humble heart that will take you there. So you see this requirement every time. It's attention and humility. It says, attend to my words, incline your ears to my saying. Attend to the word, incline. Attend to the words with your attention. Incline your ears, I'm bowing down. It's humility he's talking about. I'm humbling myself before you. I don't know the way, I don't know the answer. Yes, I can be skilled in war, like David did. He said, look, I don't know the way. Shall I go forward, shall I pursue them? He said, no, you will stay by the marble tree. Hallelujah. I'm trusting God as you pay attention to this, I see your life take a new dimension. I see God begin to speak to you like never before. I see the Holy Ghost visit you afresh in the name of Jesus. I see you hear his voice clearly by the power of his spirit in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 5.1, quickly, quickly because of our time. Quickly because of our time. Whew. Glory be to God. Proverbs 5.1. My son... Attend to my wisdom. Look at that again. My son, attend. You see attention again. And bow thine ear to my understanding. Bow your ear. Again, humility is coming in. Bow down. He's talking of humility. Praise God. Attend. He's talking of paying attention. Rapt attention. You can see attention and Humility. Attention and humility. That's how to cultivate it. You are paying attention, rapt attention, and you are humbling yourself. You are humbling yourself. You are telling God there is no way forward in this matter unless you speak. I don't have any other person. Some of you, I know you don't have any other person, but you still hang on to your intellect. You hang on to your skill. You hang on to your experience that you have done it before. You hang on to, you, to, your, to your pedigree, to your background. You hang on to your parents. You hang on to your husband because your husband is a fantastic darling. You hang on to your wife because your wife has always been there. I'm not saying you don't hang on to these things that God has blessed you with. But when it comes to hearing the voice, all those things cannot replace the voice of God in your life. God of life. The word of God is the most important part. I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit tonight that the sensitivity of the spirit you will get to this tonight. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs 22, 17. Proverbs 22, 17. He repeats the same thing. It reveals the same pattern. Proverbs 22, 17. He says, bow down your ears and hear the words of the wise. Apply thine heart unto knowledge. You see, he's saying, again, apply your heart. What is it? Pay attention. Concentrate. Be focused. Attend. That's what it means. You attend. You are focused. Humility and being focused. Humility and be at attention. Attend to the word of God. Be sensitive to hear undivided attention. That's what you need to hear. Very contrary to the culture of the day, the culture of multitasking. Multitasking is good. It's everything. But these are the days people want to be hearing God when they are driving, when they are in the shower. It's okay to hear God that way too. Praise God. But you want to start. Don't be deceived when somebody is telling you about hearing God while driving and all that. It's not yesterday the person started hearing God. He had had God to the point that that heart has been tuned. Then you hear it in a message. Oh, your pastor hears God while he's driving. He did not start yesterday. 
He had to be, he, he started that in his, <laughs> oh my God, glory be to God. You can't compare somebody who has been hearing God for the past 30 years with you that gave your life to Christ for the past 12 years or 10 years or five or two or one. Praise God. So you have to understand this. It takes a lot of building. So pay attention. Hallelujah. Praise God. Attend, focus. Create an atmosphere around you that is focused on God. Very contrary to our culture of the day, like I said, multitasking. These are the days, young people, I'm not saying this to hit you down or to make you feel guilty. But, 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 but it's a challenge. People will say they are studying and air bugs will be on their ears listening to music and something else is going on on the side. How are you concentrating? How are you concentrating? How are you paying rapt attention? Praise God. Doing a million things at the same time. That is not how to create that culture. That is not how to create that attention. It's a divided attention. Let me tell you the truth. I love you with all my heart. But when you want to begin this journey, cut away from those things quickly. Until you get that sensitivity to the point that because something you have been hearing for, for a while, do you know that even in your sleep you can pick it up? Yeah. But it has been for a while. Let me crack a little joke. When, when I was growing up as a young guy, <laughs> praise God, I knew the sound of my father's car's, uh, what's it called, the horn. There's a horn he presses when he gets to one corner or that is, driver presses when he gets to When he presses that on, pump, pump. You see, our ears have been so sensitive that we know we just have two minutes to make it to the doorstep after that on. Otherwise, if we are caught doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, we'll hear about it later. Praise God. So, so for a while, we have known the horn. If other cars are going and pressing the horn, no, nobody will see it. Nobody will re respond. But, but when the horn sounds, we know that's that. And our leg, and that statement communicates with our leg to move on time, to take cover. Praise God. Well, sometimes our friends, or sometimes if somebody is new in our midst, we say, how did he know? How, how did they know that that was their dad's car? <laughs> It wasn't yesterday we started. Our ears were trained to know it. It's the same way. You can train your ears to hear God's voice. It's sensitivity. Praise God. So bow down. Our ear simply means to humble ourselves. Praise God. Humble ourselves. Because we all live in a world that we can... Uh, have some preconception about how things should be done, ways it should go, but humble yourself. Your skills can't replace the voice of God. Your knowledge cannot replace the voice of God. David was a skilled man of war. He had to still depend on God for strategy to win the war. Next, the next two is time and quietness. I said I'm giving you four. The first one was what? Attention and humility. Or you can say focus and humility. Attention and humility. The next two I'm giving you is what? Time and quietness. God bless you. Time and quietness. Write it down. What people don't have today is time to be quiet. I said time and what? Quietness. I said what people don't have today is time to be quiet. Just to be quiet. He said be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 verse 10. Let's quickly read that. Many people don't know how to train themselves to be still. In this period of pandemic, people are even running health. Oh, they are tired. They are bored. They want, where are you going? 
They are tired. They are bored. They want to go out. They want to go out. They want going where? Which voice did you hear to go out? Praise God. We don't know how to be still. We don't know how to be still and know God. We don't know. Because we are in a busy body environment. Praise God. In the stillness, you are there. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. I will be exalted on the earth. But be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be quiet. Cease striving. And know. Let go and relax. And let go and let God know that he's God. It speaks of quietness. Relaxation is what he's talking about. Resting yourself in the arms of God. It takes stillness. It takes time. It takes time. We hear very well in this condition. To be still. It takes time. God does not always speak immediately at time. When you want God to speak, maybe on a matter, he might not speak immediately. It takes time. Because you must learn to wait on him. You must learn to be quiet before him. You must learn to spend time in quietness. Praise God. It's an art you practice. It's what you, 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 you stay on. Praise God. Meditate on the word. Stay on the word. Be quiet. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your heart. And so on and so forth. It takes stillness and time. God does not always speak immediately. Psalm 62 verse 1 and Psalm 62 verse 5. I want you to read that. 62 verse 1 and 62 verse 5. Our time is fast spent. We'll soon uh, wrap it up. Praise God. Thank you for your uh, attention and time, but I'm sure you have been blessed. He said, truly my soul waited upon God. From him cometh my salvation. You see what's happening? My soul waited on God. Wait, be silent, pay attention. Praise the Lord. As to be focused on one person only, who is God. You see, we focus, we know when the problem comes, we focus on the problem. We don't have a problem with focusing on the problem. Why can't you focus on God? Train yourself. People will worry over a problem. They will stay over the problem. This COVID-19, some people have known COVID-19 more than they know God. They studied it. They studied the symptoms. They pay attention. They have never studied their scripture the way they have studied COVID-19. Some people are worried about it. You are looking at the economic trend. You have related COVID-19 to the economy. Wow, what a brilliant discovery you've made. But when it comes to God, ah, no, you don't know how to wait. You can't sit on waiting on God. <laughs> you are not that patient. But you have been patient, very patient when COVID-19 showed up. Praise God. Psalm 62 verse 5. Say again, my soul, wait thou only upon God. Wait thou only, only upon him. Not COVID-19, not the problem, not the challenge. Wait only on God. Have we learned how to wait only on God? Just to be still and know that is God. For my expectation is from him. You have resigned. You have had a resolute decision that I'm not going anywhere from here until he speaks, until he shows up for me. I'm telling you, some people cannot wait five minutes. When it's five minutes, it's too long. But they can wait three hours watching the movie, watching what will end at the end. But when it comes to waiting on God, there's no time to relax. You ignore it. This is not good. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. You train yourself for it. 
get trained. Time will not permit me, but I'm trusting God in this series. We will have practical sessions, positions to take when you are waiting on God. Training to give yourself, to build stamina in having a prolonged, protracted time in the presence of God. How to build that stamina. What you do when you are waiting. What kind of worship you should worship. Because I'm going to teach you even tonight how worship opens the gate of your heart. Or creates an ambience to hear God's voice. Some people have ignored worship. Worship in a church service, they believe it's time to just waste time before the pastor comes to preach. We have misunderstood that. Some people are not in the art of worship because you never get to church. Thank God church is going to open very soon. But you never get to church during time of worship. And sometimes that's why you don't know how. Because you don't know what worship does to the soul. You don't know what worship, how worship worships you. How worship creates in you a longing, a hunger, a thirst, a patience on the voice of God. Something is you. It's not complete until you worship him. He said, my soul, wait only on thou God. How, how will your soul only wait? David instructed his soul. Have you instructed your own soul to wait only on God? You don't know your soul responds to your words and to your voice. That, hey, stop wandering here and there. Wait here, only on him. Only on him, and he will speak. Praise God. Oh, a revolution is coming for you. Oh, people who knew you with your God before, they are going to see another strand of you in the name of Jesus. They are going to see another strand of you. You are coming out tall. You are coming out strong. You are coming out great. You are coming out marvelous. You are coming out glorious. You are coming out new. You are coming out great. If you believe it, shout yes. Hallelujah. No other preparation can take this away from you. No other preparation can make us achieve this altitude. No other preparation can make us achieve this greatness other than worship. When you learn to worship God, it brings your soul to the place of stillness. I will be still and know you. Our God, I will be still and know you, our God. David, you can see him ordering his soul to be still. He's training, sir. He's training, man. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not his speech. It's not after listening to message like this. You say, oh, I was blessed. And you refuse to go and put it to practice. Tomorrow is Saturday. Why don't you lock yourself up for a few hours? And let's begin to put this thing into practice. I guarantee you in the next six months, as you do this constantly and consistently, it will be, it will, you will get to a stage in your life when you close your eyes, it will be like heaven opens. Because your spirit has been trained to wait down only on God. That days you just be still for 30 minutes. Just be still, just stay in his presence. In absolute quietness. Whatever I say, your pen is ready, your paper is ready to write down what he's saying to you. Praise God. So fantastic. I was just showing somebody the diary in my house. I say every year I can tell you by the color code of those diaries, I can tell you every year. Right from 2001. Every day he speaks. The day he doesn't speak to me, I'm worried. Hallelujah. He will speak ahead. He will speak for the day. He will speak concerning certain things. Praise God. Somebody from the United Kingdom probably is on the line now watching. Had a serious marital problem. I'd been praying for him all day. It was two days ago. I said, the next seven days, you go and wait on the Lord. Let's hear what the voice of God will say. Two days ago, I just been praying, interceding, interceding. Two days ago, the Lord spoke expressly concerning the matter. You know where he spoke? 
I wasn't even when I was being quiet because I do that. It's a constant exercise. I was driving and just being quiet. That's why I say when you hear testimonies like this, don't think it's just in the driving. The exercise, the conditions have been done. After a while, when you have been walking with the Lord, your spirit man has been conditioned to be still. It gets to a level, even as I'm preaching, as I'm speaking to you, I can hear what he's saying also. It's training. Praise God. So don't think, oh, when a man of God is preaching or a preacher is preaching or somebody who hears God very well is preaching and he says, look, as I'm, as I'm talking to you, I can hear him. He doesn't, don't be deceived by that. It takes some closet life before having that kind of public life. So begin yours. Start building yourself. I'm trusting God to give me opportunity to break it down practically for you in one of these series. How you can stay, be still, be quiet before the Lord. We need to reverence the creator of the whole universe who has given us this opportunity. Praise God to speak to us. In today's culture, there is a little of no reverence to authority. Even the authorities you see, you don't reverence him. How, the, the God that you do not see, how do you want to reverence him? When you are the representative of God you see, there's no reverence. You don't know how to revive. Praise God. We must respect God in worship. You see why it is so low, the voice of God in the midst of believers. You can see. Sunday, during worship service, you can tell by the time people are coming in for worship. Is that reverence? The king of the whole universe is calling you to a place of worship. And what if they will, if everyone will give report of your record? In the whole year, perhaps you met, you, you were sitting in the presence of God before the time of worship, maybe once. Maybe twice. And God is looking at you. I see how much you love me. Praise God. Because listen to me, when it comes to hearing God, you will build that ambience of your spirit. You will build that ambience in your spirit by an approach to him in worship. That's what creates that ambience. Worship. Nothing does it like worship. It just brings your soul to a particular place. Praise God. That's why I believe strongly in every human being that is a place only God can feel. It's only God. That's why the Bible says he has put eternity in their heart in the book of Ecclesiastes. In the heart of every soul is eternity. What opens that corridor is worship. Praise God. We'll talk more about that next week. I hope you have been blessed. We have, we have talked today about God's voice, developing sensitivity. Don't allow your heart to be hard and callous. Condition your heart to a heart that can hear God. Don't let it be hard. How do you condition your heart? Begin to give attention, humility, time, and quietness. Write these four things down. If you haven't written, attention, that means focus. Humility. You cannot be hearing God's voice if you are not humble. Humble yourself in the arms of the Lord and in due season he will exalt you. Number three, give time. Learn to spend time with him. And learn to be quiet before giving. Your soul waits in silence. Worship is the gate. Next week, I'll be taking it further to let you see and know that God sets the time and place of his voice. I hope you have been blessed tonight. 
I'm trusting God that you will take a new level, a new season in this quest of hearing God. I want you to bow down your heads and let us just pray together. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.